Acts chapters 21 through 28 of the Holy Bible, American Standard Version. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 21 And when it came to pass that we were parted from them and had set sail, we came with a straight course unto Kos, and the next day unto Rhodes, and from thence unto Patara, and having found a ship crossing over unto Phoenicia, we went aboard, and set sail. And when we had come in sight of Cyprus, leaving it on the left hand, we sailed unto Syria, and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unlade her burden. And having found the disciples, we tarried there seven days. And these said to Paul through the Spirit, that he should not set foot in Jerusalem. And when it came to pass that we had accomplished the days, we departed and went on our journey, and they all, with wives and children, brought us on our way, till we were out of the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed, and bade each other farewell. And we went on board the ship, but they returned home again. And when we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemais, and we saluted the brethren, and abode with them one day. And on the morrow we departed and came unto Caesarea, and entering into the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, we abode with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied, and as we tarried there some days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And coming to us and taking Paul's girdle, he bound his own feet and hands, and said, Thus saith the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do ye weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. And after these days we took up our baggage and went up to Jerusalem, and there went with us also certain of the disciples from Caesarea, bringing with them one Nasa of Cyprus, an early disciple, with whom we should lodge. And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly, and the day following Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he rehearsed one by one the things which God had wrought among the Gentiles through his ministry. And they, when they heard it, glorified God, and they said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of them that have believed, and they are all zealous for the law, and they have been informed concerning thee, that thou teachest all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs, what is it therefore? They will certainly hear that thou art come. Do therefore this that we say to thee. We have four men that have a vow on them. These take and purify thyself with them, and be at charges for them, that they may shave their heads. And all shall know that there is no truth in the things whereof they have been informed concerning thee, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly, 
keeping the law. But as touching the Gentiles that have believed, we wrote giving judgment that they should keep themselves from things sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. Then Paul took the men, and the next day, purifying himself with them, went into the temple, declaring the fulfillment of the days of purification, until the offering was offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the multitude and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people, and the law, and this place. And moreover he brought Greeks also into the temple, and hath defiled this holy place. For they had before seen with him in the city Trophimus the Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they laid hold on Paul, and dragged him out of the temple, and straightway the doors were shut. And as they were seeking to kill him, tidings came up to the chief captain of the band, that all Jerusalem was in confusion. And forthwith he took soldiers and centurions, and ran down upon them, and they, when they saw the chief captain and the soldiers, left off beating Paul. Then the chief captain came near and laid hold on him, and commanded him to be bound with two chains, and inquired who he was, and what he had done. And some shouted one thing, some another among the crowd. And when he could not know this certainty for the uproar, he commanded him to be brought into the castle. And when he came upon the stairs, so it was that he was born of the soldiers for the violence of the crowd, for the multitude of the people followed after, crying out, Away with him! And as Paul was about to be brought into the castle, he saith unto the chief captain, May I say something unto thee? And he said, Dost thou know Greek? Art thou not then the Egyptian, who before these days stirred up to sedition, and led out into the wilderness the four thousand men of the assassins? But Paul said, I am a Jew of Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city, and I beseech thee, give me leave to speak unto the people. And when he had given him leave, Paul, standing on the stairs, beckoned with his hand unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew language, saying, End of chapter 21 Chapter 22 Brethren and fathers, hear ye the defense which I now make unto you. And when they heard that he spake unto them in the Hebrew language, they were the more quiet, and he saith, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, instructed according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, even as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. As also the high priest doth bear me witness, and all the estate of the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and journeyed to Damascus to bring them also that were there unto Jerusalem in bonds to be punished. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and drew nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, 
and I fell under the ground, and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me beheld indeed the light, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well reported of by all the Jews that dwelt there, came unto me, and standing by me said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And in that very hour I looked up on him. And he said, The God of our fathers hath appointed thee to know his will, and to see the righteous one, and to hear a voice from his mouth. For thou shalt be a witness for him unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on his name. And it came to pass, that when I had returned to Jerusalem, and while I prayed in the temple, I fell into a trance, and saw him saying unto me, Make haste, and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, because they will not receive of thee testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that I imprisoned, and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of Stephen thy witness was shed, I also was standing by, and consenting, and keeping the garments of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee forth far hence unto the Gentiles. And they gave him audience unto this word, and they lifted up their voice and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. And as they cried out and threw off their garments, and cast dust into the air, the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle, bidding that he should be examined by scourging, that he might know for what cause they so shouted against him. And when they had tied him up with the thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? And when the centurion heard it, he went to the chief captain and told him, saying, What art thou about to do? For this man is a Roman. And the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? And he said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this citizenship. And Paul said, But I am a Roman born. They then that were about to examine him straightway departed from him. And the chief captain also was afraid, when he knew that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him. But on the morrow, desiring to know the certainty, wherefore he was accused of the Jews, he loosed him, and commanded the chief priests and all the council to come together, and brought Paul down and set him before them. End of chapter 22 Chapter 23 And Paul, looking steadfastly on the council, said, Brethren, I have lived before God in all good conscience until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, 
thou whited wall, and sittest thou to judge me according to the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law? And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest? And Paul said, I knew not, brethren, that he was high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of a ruler of thy people. But when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Brethren, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. Touching the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called in question. And when he had so said, there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great clamor, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' part stood up and strove, saying, we find no evil in this man. And what if a spirit hath spoken to him, or an angel? And when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should be torn in pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them, and bring him into the castle. And the night following the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, for as thou hast testified concerning me at Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And when it was day, the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than forty that made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and the elders, and said, We have bound ourselves under a great curse to taste nothing until we have killed Paul. Now therefore do ye with the counsel signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you, as though ye would judge of his case more exactly, and we, before he comes near, are ready to slay him. But Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait, and he came and entered into the castle and told Paul. And Paul called unto him one of the centurions, and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, for he hath something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the chief captain, and saith, Paul the prisoner called me unto him, and asked me to bring this young man unto thee, who hath something to say to thee. And the chief captain took him by the hand, and going aside asked him privately, What is it that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to ask thee to bring down Paul to-morrow unto the council, as though thou wouldest inquire somewhat more exactly concerning him. Do not thou therefore yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him of them more than forty men, who have bound themselves under a curse, neither to eat nor to drink, till they have slain him. And now are they ready, looking for the promise from thee, so the chief captain let the young man go, charging him, Tell no man that thou hast signified these things to me. And he called unto him two of the centurions, and said, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go as far as Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, and spearmen two hundred at the third hour of the night and he bade them provide beasts, that they might set Paul thereon, and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter after this form. Claudius Lysias, 
unto the most excellent governor Felix, greeting. This man was seized by the Jews, and was about to be slain of them when I came upon them with the soldiers, and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman, and desiring to know the cause wherefore they accused him, I brought him down unto their council, whom I found to be accused about questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. And when it was shown to me that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to thee forthwith, charging his accusers also to speak against him before thee. So the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris. But on the morrow they left the horsemen to go with him and returned to the castle. And they, when they came to Caesarea, and delivered the letter to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when he had read it, he asked of what province he was. And when he understood that he was of Cilicia, I will hear thee fully, said he, when thine accusers also are come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's palace. End of chapter 23 Chapter 24 And after five days the high priest Ananias came down with certain elders, and with an orator, one Tertullus, and they informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy much peace, and that by thy providence evils are corrected for this nation, we accept it in all ways and in all places, most excellent Felix, with all thankfulness. But that I be not further tedious unto thee, I entreat thee to hear us of thy clemency a few words. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, and a mover of insurrections among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, who, moreover, essayed to profane the temple, on whom also we laid hold, from whom thou wilt be able, by examining him thyself, to take knowledge of all these things whereof we accuse him." And the Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that these things were so. And when the governor had beckoned unto him to speak, Paul answered, Forasmuch as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I cheerfully make my defense, seeing that thou canst take knowledge that it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship at Jerusalem, and neither in the temple did they find me disputing with any man, or stirring up a crowd, nor in the synagogues, nor in the city. Neither can they prove to thee the things whereof they now accuse me. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way, which they call a sect, so serve I the God of our fathers, believing all things which are according to the law and which are written in the prophets, having hope toward God, which these also themselves look for, that there shall be a resurrection both of the just and unjust. Herein I also exercise myself to have a conscience void of offense toward God and men always. Now after some years I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, amidst which they found me purified in the temple, with no crowd, nor yet with tumult. But there were certain Jews from Asia, who ought to have been here before thee, and to make accusation, if they had aught against me. 
or else let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice, that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead I am called in question before you this day. But Felix, having more exact knowledge concerning the way, deferred them, saying, when Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will determine your matter. And he gave order to the centurion that he should be kept in charge, and should have indulgence, and not to forbid any of his friends to minister unto him. But after certain days Felix came with Drusilla his wife, who was a Jewess, and sent for Paul, and heard him concerning the faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned of righteousness, and self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was terrified, and answered, Go thy way for this time, and when I have a convenient season, I will call thee unto me. He hoped withal that money would be given him of Paul, Wherefore also he sent for him the oftener, and communed with him. But when two years were fulfilled, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus, and desiring to gain favor with the Jews, Felix left Paul in bonds. End of chapter 24 Chapter 25 Festus, therefore, having come into the province, after three days went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the principal men of the Jews informed him against Paul, and they besought him, asking a favor against him, that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying a plot to kill him on the way. Howbeit Festus answered, that Paul was kept in charge at Caesarea, and that he himself was about to depart thither shortly. Let them therefore, saith he, that are of power among you go down with me, and if there is anything amiss in the man, let them accuse him. And when he had tarried among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down unto Caesarea and on the morrow he sat on the judgment seat, and commanded Paul to be brought. And when he was come, the Jews that had come down from Jerusalem stood round about him, bringing against him many and grievous charges, which they could not prove. While Paul said in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar, have I sinned at all? But Festus, desiring to gain favor with the Jews, answered Paul, and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem, and there be judged of these things before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou also very well knowest. If then I am a wrongdoer, and have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if none of those things is true, whereof these accuse me, no man can give me up unto them. I appeal unto Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Thou hast appealed unto Caesar, unto Caesar shalt thou go. Now when certain days were past, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea, and saluted Festus. And as they tarried there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left a prisoner by Felix, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me, asking for sentence against him. 
to whom i answered that it is not the custom of the romans to give up any man before that the accused have the accusers face to face and have had opportunity to make his defence concerning the matter laid against him when therefore they were come together here i made no delay but on the next day sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought concerning whom when the accusers stood up they brought no charge of such evil things as i supposed but had certain questions against him of their own religion, and of one Jesus, who was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And I, being perplexed how to inquire concerning these things, asked whether he would go to Jerusalem, and there be judged of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be kept for the decision of the emperor, I commanded him to be kept till I should send him to Caesar. And Agrippa said unto Festus, I also could wish to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, saith he, thou shalt hear him. So on the morrow, when Agrippa was come, and Bernice with great pomp, and they were entered into the place of hearing with the chief captains and the principal men of the city at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus saith, King Agrippa, and all men who are here present with us, ye behold this man, about whom all the multitude of the Jews made suit to me, both at Jerusalem and here crying that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and as he himself appealed to the emperor, I determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my lord. Wherefore I have brought him forth before you, and specially before thee, King Agrippa, that, after examination had, I may have somewhat to write. For it seemeth to me unreasonable, in sending a prisoner, not withal to signify the charges against him. End of chapter 25 Chapter 26 And Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and made his defense. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, that I am to make my defense before thee this day, touching all the things whereof I am accused by the Jews, especially because thou art expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life then from my youth up, which was from the beginning among mine own nation and at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. Having knowledge of me from the first, if they be willing to testify, that after the straitest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee, and now I stand here to be judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers, unto which promise our twelve tribes, earnestly serving God night and day, hope to attain. And concerning this hope I am accused by the Jews, O King, why is it judged incredible with you, if God doth raise the dead? I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this I also did in Jerusalem, and I both shut up many of the saints in prisons, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my vote against them. 
and punishing them oftentimes in all the synagogues i strove to make them blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them i persecuted them even unto foreign cities whereupon as i journeyed to damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests at midday o king i saw on the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them that journeyed with me and when we were all fallen to the earth i heard a voice saying unto me in the hebrew language saul saul why persecutest thou me it is hard for thee to kick against the goad and i said who art thou lord and the lord said i am jesus whom thou persecutest but arise and stand upon thy feet for to this end have i appeared unto thee to appoint thee a minister and a witness both of the things wherein thou hast seen me and of the things wherein i will appear unto thee delivering thee from the people and from the gentiles unto whom i send thee to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of satan unto god that they may receive remission of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith in me wherefore o king agrippa i was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision but declared both to them of damascus first and at jerusalem and throughout all the country of judea and also to the gentiles that they should repent and turn to god doing works worthy of repentance for this cause the jews seized me in the temple and essayed to kill me having therefore obtained the help that is from god i stand unto this day testifying both to small and great saying nothing but what the prophets and moses did say should come how that the christ must suffer and how that he first by the resurrection of the dead should proclaim light both to the people and to the gentiles and as he thus made his defence festus saith with a loud voice paul thou art mad thy much learning is turning thee mad but paul saith i am not mad most excellent festus but speak forth words of truth and soberness for the king knoweth of these things unto whom also i speak freely for i am persuaded that none of these things is hidden from him for this hath not been done in a corner king agrippa believest thou the prophets i know that thou believest and agrippa said unto paul with but little persuasion thou wouldest fain make me a christian and paul said i would to god that whether with little or with much not thou only but also all that hear me this day might become such as i am except these bonds and the king rose up and the governor and bernice and they that sat with them and when they had withdrawn they spake one to another saying this man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds and agrippa said unto festus this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto caesar End of chapter twenty six chapter twenty seven and when it was determined that we should sail for italy they delivered paul and certain other prisoners to a centurion named julius of the augustan band and embarking in a ship of adramitium 
which was about to sail unto the places on the coast of Asia, we put to sea, Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly, and gave him leave to go unto his friends and refresh himself. And putting to sea from thence, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were contrary. And when we had sailed across the sea, which is off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing for Italy, and he put us therein. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and were come with difficulty over against Nidus, the wind not further suffering us, we sailed under the lee of Crete, over against Salmone, and with difficulty coasting along it, we came unto a certain place called Fair Havens, nigh whereunto was the city of Lycia. And when much time was spent, and the voyage was now dangerous, because the fast was now already gone by, Paul admonished them, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion gave more heed to the master and to the owner of the ship than to those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to put to sea from thence, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, and winter there, which is a haven of Crete, looking northeast and southeast. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete, close in shore. But after no long time there beat down from it a tempestuous wind, which is called Uragilo. And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven and running under the lee of a small island called Caudia, we were able with difficulty to secure the boat. And when they had hoisted it up, they used helps, undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should be cast upon the Sirtis, they lowered the gear, and so were driven. And as we labored exceedingly with the storm, the next day they began to throw the freight overboard, and the third day they cast out with their own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars shone upon us for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was now taken away. And when they had been long without food, then Paul stood forth in the midst of them, and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me, and not have set sail from Crete, and have gotten this injury and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God whose I am, whom also I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must stand before Caesar. And lo, God hath granted thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even so as it hath been spoken unto me. But we must be cast upon a certain island." But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven to and fro in the sea of Edria, about midnight the sailors surmised that they were drawing near to some country. And they sounded and found twenty fathoms, and after a little space they sounded again, 
and found fifteen fathoms, and fearing lest haply we should be cast ashore on rocky ground, they let go four anchors from the stern, and wished for the day. And as the sailors were seeking to flee out of the ship, and had lowered the boat into the sea, under color as though they would lay out anchors from the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat, and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take some food, saying, This day is the fourteenth day, that ye wait and continue fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I beseech you to take some food, for this is for your safety, for there shall not a hair perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said this, and had taken bread, he gave thanks to God in the presence of all, and he brake it, and began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and themselves also took food. And we were in all in the ship two hundred threescore and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they perceived a certain bay with a beach, and they took counsel whether they could drive the ship upon it. And casting off the anchors, they left them in the sea, at the same time loosing the bands of the rudders, and hoisting up the foresail to the wind they made for the beach. But lighting upon a place where two seas met, they ran the vessel aground, and the foreship struck and remained unmovable. But the stern began to break up by the violence of the waves, and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, desiring to save Paul, stayed them from their purpose, and commanded that they who could swim should cast themselves overboard and get first to the land, and the rest some on planks and some on other things from the ship. And so it came to pass that they all escaped safe to the land. End of chapter 27 Chapter 28 And when we were escaped, then we knew that the island was called Milita, and the barbarians showed us no common kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us all because of the present rain and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out by reason of the heat, and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous creature hanging from his hand, they said one to another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he hath escaped from the sea, yet justice hath not suffered to live. Howbeit he shook off the creature into the fire, and took no harm, but they expected that he would have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But when they were long in expectation, and beheld nothing amiss came to him, they changed their minds, and said that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island, named Publius who received us and entertained us three days courteously. And it was so that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery, unto whom Paul entered in and prayed, and laying his hands on him, healed him. And when this was done, the rest also that had diseases in the island came and were cured who also honored us with many honors, 
and when we sailed they put on board such things as we needed. And after three months we set sail in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the island, whose sign was the Twin Brothers, and touching at Syracuse we tarried there three days. And from thence we made a circuit, and arrived at Regium, and after one day a south wind sprang up, and on the second day we came to Puteoli, where we found brethren, and were entreated to tarry with them seven days, and so we came to Rome. And from thence the brethren, when they heard of us, came to meet us as far as the market of Appius, and the three taverns, whom, when Paul saw, he thanked God, and took courage. And when we entered into Rome, Paul was suffered to abide by himself with the soldier that guarded him. And it came to pass that after three days he called together those that were the chief of the Jews, and when they were come together he said unto them, I, brethren, though I had done nothing against the people, or the customs of our fathers, yet was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, desired to set me at liberty, because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spake against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar, not that I had aught whereof to accuse my nation. For this cause therefore did I entreat you to see and to speak with me, for because of the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. And they said unto him, We neither received letters from Judea concerning thee, nor did any of the brethren come hither and report or speak any harm of thee. But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest, for as concerning this sect it is known to us that everywhere it is spoken against. And when they had appointed him a day, they came to him into his lodging in great number, to whom he expounded the matter, testifying the kingdom of God, and persuading them concerning Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets, from morning till evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed, after that Paul had spoken one word, Well spake the Holy Spirit through Isaiah the prophet unto your fathers, saying, Go thou unto this people, and say, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall in no wise understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall in no wise perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest haply they should perceive with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should turn again, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that this salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, they will also hear. And he abode two whole years in his own hired dwelling, and received all that went in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, with all boldness, none forbidding him. End of chapter 28